Hey friends, it's Jocelyn at jamminwithjocelyn.com, your certified life and leadership coach helping you to live authentically and lead with authenticity. You're listening to the Jammin' with Jocelyn podcast, the show for people who want to be inspired and live life with more joy and awareness. I love diving into nuanced and paradoxical topics through deep, soulful, and fun conversations. I believe that the more we talk about complex issues and hold space to listen actively, we'll deepen our self-awareness and compassion for others. Are you ready? Let's dive in. All right, welcome y'all to another episode of the Jamming with Jocelyn podcast. And this is a very special episode. I have a friend named Alex Dumas, and I'm going to do a little introduction, but first I want to share how I met Alex. So little story is, you know, as a coach and a coach of color, I was looking for a community to connect with people that looks like me. And um, a really good friend of mine, Alina, invited me to the BIPOC Coach Collective. And that is where I met Alex. Uh, he and Reem, Alex is the vice president, Reem is the president. They uh, founded this collective. And um, he is actually the CEO and founder of Abundance Daily Coaching. And since 2018, I'm going to call OG here, (laughs) he has worked as a trusted advisor, coaching top performing leaders in business in the areas of leadership, sales, teamwork, and marketing. And the most important things about him are that he's a devoted husband to Sarah and a loving father to Juliana and AJ. And you can learn more about him at his website, Alex, the the realalexdumas.com. And then you can learn more about the BIPOC Coach Collective at www.bipoccc.org. And he'll talk more about that at the end too. But if you are a coach of color, BIPOC coach, join us at the Coach Collective. It's a great group of people. And Alex brings the energy. Like it is so much fun in there. So when we um, gather every month. So welcome, Alex, to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. And we have a great conversation today. Would you like to say hello to our audience? Yeah, for sure. Thank you uh, to everyone who's watching out there and listening. Thank you, Jocelyn, for the wonderful introduction. And Alina, shout out to you because you are a powerful connector. So Mm -hmm. it's really refreshing to hear that people who come together, who are spreading the word about this collective through word of mouth, you know, they come, they feel They feel seen right this is like a common theme right Mm -hmm. what we hear as far as feedback after pretty much any calls like wow i i just felt home i felt safe i felt i felt good yeah that's that's a beautiful thing to hear yeah yeah and i and i love that that was that is exactly how i felt too like felt i felt home and i felt safe and i've tried different different groups and there's something very unique about this collective but this episode, I reached out to Alex because one, I love his energy. <laughs> he brings the fun, but two, he talks about abundance. Like he has um, a, a podcast called, you can correct me if I'm wrong, create, create or serve care and love, right? Or is it that? Love, nor- <laughs> love, yeah. you, you're, you're in the ballpark. Love, okay. serve, care. Love, serve, care. Yeah. And um, he always ends every episode. And if you're a coach, I love it because it's inspiring and it's helpful for me as a new coach in the industry. Um, 
just the tidbits of wisdom, but he always ends his episode with his his liner, his one liner of abundance. And so I'm really curious to hear just your story about how did you like come to this mindset of abundance? Because I know like, I don't know, abundance is like a buzzword, you know, that people throw around. Yeah. It actually is like a very, for me, difficult thing to be in and stay in. And I, and that could be like cultural, societal conditioning, right. but also a mindset, you know, because the opposite of abundance is scarcity. So right. I'm curious to know your story about how did you end up in this space of like really being in the space of abundance and like talking about that. And I can, I can hear and feel that energy when you say that at the end of every episode on your podcast and just how you talk to. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you said the big word, the key word in this, and that's scarcity. So some somebody might be hearing this thing of like, wait, what the hell are you talking about? You're supposed to be talking about abundance. Well, there's the other side of it. And what I grew up being an expert in the scarcity of being fearful of being resentful and not seeing possibilities for myself and that manifested itself in a lot of different directions the direction of me choosing not to amplify my voice in a lot of different situations me choosing to stay in this i would call it i called it the typecast outcast where i would be in a room with people and i and i'm a natural funny person but it was this i put this pressure on to perform right to always be on and ha 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 and do whatever it took to get attention and that wasn't necessarily from a space of enjoyment or or, or pleasure it was more of wow if i don't have these laughs if i don't have this attention and who am i what what am i doing here what's my purpose and that created a lot of negative feelings for me in, in relationships. I really couldn't connect with people. I, I didn't have close bonds. I just always felt disconnected, always out of step. So, you know, when we talk about abundance, what I framed that as now is just simply endless possibilities. Mm. And that's freeing for me because like I said, growing up for so long and this isn't to say that I had a bad childhood I you know I on paper right it's the beautiful American dream I'm a first generation Haitian American my parents immigrated from Haiti in the 70s met each other had some babies <laughs> I'm the I'm the <laughs> the youngest of the four so I say they saved the best for last yeah, I love it. <laughs> but also this you you kind of mentioned the, the cultural societal things it's like you know you don't speak up you don't talk back you don't express yourself how it is is how it is yeah just you know kind of suck it up and so i had kind of that dynamic and then they had me in schools with predominantly white kids so i would typically be one two black faces in a room mm -hmm. that's pretty awkward that's mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not really you don't really find yourself because you're trying to keep up with whatever this other side is doing yeah because you know if i stand out if i if i if i'm really me then like who would really like me yeah. so this is the scarcity this is the fear and this is why i'm taking people to this place right now because i'm going to set this table for what that really looks like 
and, and keep it real and it manifests itself into to drug use, into violence, into porn addiction, into all these different things that didn't serve me, uh, mm-hmm. you know, rejecting religion, rejecting spirituality because I was just in this dark place for years and years and years. And what I started to find through a the relationship with my wife, Sarah, we've been together at the time of this recorded 17 years, 13 years married, got two beautiful kids. Finding her help, her helping me heal, me help, helping her heal through some different situations and through coaching. Mm-hmm. And then started to find that, oh, wait, there, I don't have to be in this box. I'm not this permanent person. I'm not this thing that people say I am. I have a... I have a choice of creating and that once I started to get that concept and then start to embody it and really play into it and then start to use that into my own work with clients, that's where it just, it's made so much sense to me. Like, wow, someone can see something be like, man, this is a horrible day. This is a bad situation. This is negative. And I'm not saying I'm coming in with the pom-poms like, yay, everything's great. (laughs) Woohoo. You know, like nothing's wrong. It's like, hey, let's let's look at this and let's look at what are what are the gifts in this? What's what can you learn from this? How how will this help you get stronger? How will this how can you use this for your upliftment? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think or that's my experience with abundance. It's like how can I use this as a tool to help me get better? Not just a a concept of wow, there's so much around me. Hopefully something comes to me. It's like, no, it's, it's available for me. I can go get it. I can create it versus mm-hmm. waiting for, man, hopefully someday, maybe somebody will just come along and, you know, more porridge and yeah. you know, fill up my cup. Like, no, I get to create that. I have control of this cup. I direct how things go into here. So it, that's a short story of this long journey and this is a continuous journey too, but that's, um, that's my best answer for this in this space right now. Yeah. I hear a lot of like, there's just like the journey of like how healing, but like there's awareness that came and then healing and healing led to like this. It's it's almost like intertwined healing led to aware- awareness, led to healing, healing led to awareness. And then it yeah. just created this like, flowing river that just it was like this dam that like just opened up for you like that's like you just followed it and it just the endless possibilities like a like I'm reading this book right now how like we are like rivers we just flow (laughs) and we just flow and everything just and if we allow it to flow like how and so like I, I love that and there's a sense of like empowerment as you were talking I'm like gosh there was like authenticity that you're talking about here like abundance allows for all these things to come forth and be and for you to be and so and how that you've taken like like I like how you said you're like when you are like feeling down and out it's like that's not pulling the card of toxic positivity it's just like (laughs) How do you like, you know, be with it, but also use it as a tool to keep moving yeah. or like create, I like how you like create me feels more abundant and things like that. So how do you define, like, how do you define abundance for yourself then? 
Yeah, I mean, you you touched on it, you know, a few seconds ago, where I just look at it as endless possibilities. Yeah, and that's all I need to see. That's all yeah. I need to see. It's just, if it, is it possible? And it's going to sound corny. It's going to sound <laughs> cheesy, but the one of the greatest questions ever is, "What if?" Right? Just mm. what? What if? What if I could do this? What if this is possible? Now that opens a door. And for a long period of my life, that door wasn't open. That was locked or it was hidden away somewhere. You know, it's kind of like an archaeologist where you have to like brush something. It's like, what yeah. the hell is that? It, there's a door there. Yeah. I didn't I didn't see it. I didn't know that was possible. And that's all I need to see. It's like, can I do that? Like, well, what, if, what if I was able to do that? What if I was able to become a coach? Hey, what if I was able to become a father? Some of these scenarios in my life were there's no there's no way out in the sense of hey 2009 me and my wife find out we're pregnant with our daughter okay i'm gonna be a dad in you know x amount of months like that clock is ticking right now there's there's no backing out of that that's not who i am so all right who do i need to be to be a father well i know that one way i don't want to be is absent distant negligent that's not part of the equation that's not my experience of being a son having a, a loving father my mom you know rest her soul yeah. loving me that's not what i experience so i see that those things are possible when other phases of my life that i didn't see were possible i didn't know that it was possible for me to to be happy or to enjoy being successful or to receive compliments because I would always have in my head, like, oh, this person's, yeah, yeah, they're complimenting me, but they don't really know me. They don't know the real me. They don't, they don't, mm. you know, they're, they can't see what I see. I, all I can see are my faults, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Alex, you're doing great. Well, I have this, yeah, butt bag on the back. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you know what? You, right? I'm just, I'm going to read you a scrolls list of all my deficiencies and defective traits. So, once I started to start letting that go and and those things are going to be there. Yeah. So I want to just let the audience know that, you know, whatever limiting beliefs, whatever toxic thoughts you have about yourself, whatever disempowering questions and, and, and thoughts you have, just recognize they're going to be there. It's part of the deal, right? It's, it's there yeah. now <laughs> from there, you get the possible, you get the beautiful choice of, well, what do I want to believe? Do I want to believe that I'm a failure? Do I want to believe that I'm a loser? Do I want to believe that I'm not good enough? Do I want to believe that I'm not strong enough? And whatever your thing is, whatever's the thing for you, that's yours. I have this other choice of, you know what? I've been through so much. I know I can count on myself. I know I can rely on myself. I know that no matter what, I always find a way to to thrive. It may yeah. not feel like that in the moment. And, you know, things are going to suck. Yeah. That's just part of the deal. Yeah. But I'm going to get stronger from it. I'm going to learn from it. So long answer, circle back, right? The abundance is just, it's endless. It's just endless possibilities. It's just there's no, no limit. Yeah. And you can really feel into that and not get into this, this question of like, well, how do I do it? Like time out, slow down. You don't care about the how right now. It's just like, is it possible? You know, Jocelyn, there was a time that you didn't have a podcast. Yeah. At some point you thought, 
well, what if I had a podcast? <laughs> yes. Then you just started, then it just, right, that seed of it yeah. came in. Then you started to think, well, I don't, maybe I don't know how to do a podcast. Maybe I could find something on YouTube. Maybe I could find something on Google. Maybe I can ask my friends, my peers, my, my colleagues. And somehow you figured it out. Oh, well, I recorded this. I need this software. I need this, blah, blah, blah. And boom, podcast is created. Yeah. But you just saw it possible if you were to think, I'd really love to do a podcast, but I don't know how. Door closed. You move on to something else and nobody gets to experience what you do now. Yeah. That's so I love that. Yeah. But bag idea, because that is such a huge thing. I am always like, I don't know. I get, I get questions a lot about like, um, like starting a podcast. People are like, wow, you started a podcast. How did you get there? And I'm like, because I just the possibilities, like, I was like, what would be possible if I just started putting my voice out there? But like, I think that's, I think it's hard to explain. Um, and also I do like, I see a lot of the, yeah, but narrative and it's a huge bag. Like it's a huge bag. I know for me, it's been a huge bag and I've been having to like unload the bag over time. And it's a continuing journey. Like what you said, like it's a journey, but like, I guess, what would you, I, I know you work with your, um, you know, you tell people and you talk a lot about this too, but like, what, what would be the first thing to help people to like start unloading that yeah, yeah, but bag, because it's so big, right? Like people call it the inner critic, people call it limiting beliefs. It's so like, yeah, it's going to be there, but it's like, what is just like the first step to be able to start unloading that and letting that load be lighter and lighter so that you can step more into that uh, embody that abundance like feeling and mindset and just embodying it like it's not just a feeling it's just like you're totally it's integrated into you yeah it's it's a whole different way of being it's an operation software and just like we have Mm -hmm software updates for our phones, computers, it's no different. Our bodies, our minds, our, our, our inner spirit, our souls, we need to do that self, that course correct. And one of the things that I would, I would say for someone listening right now is to let go of this argument against reality because oh. reality is reality. What is, what is, you have to either love what is, or you become God and you create your own galaxy and solar system. Then you can have things exactly how you want it. But we are here on this earth. (laughs) We are here in these meat suits called bodies. (laughs) Yes, meat suits, yeah. And we have different scenarios and different things that are happening. Mm -hmm. So you have the choice. I could either accept what is but figure out a way within that to create what I want within these guidelines, within this parameter, or I can reject it, be upset with it, and then go into the place of, well, it should be like this, and it's supposed to be like that, and ought to be, and I will tell you this firsthand, that is your first class ticket to suffering. (laughs) I've been to that island, someday island, I call it, Some people can call it suffering island, but in that place is where everything is supposed to be this way, but yet it isn't. Mm-hmm. So you have the choice. 
you can accept that and then love what is and create or be in a place of reaction of mm-hmm. damn it i wish jocelyn didn't have a podcast i want a podcast <sighs> you know what alex is speaking and he's and he's saying things that are maybe true but you know what he doesn't know my life and he doesn't get me and all right you can have that reaction you can have that experience of your life if you want to mm-hmm. what i will invite you to is what if it's possible that you had something else what if you saw life is what it is people are the way they are but i can judge them for who they are or i can help create them to be who they can be mm-hmm. and that's i think the greatest gift that coaching has given me and i would say this for anyone who's in that in the transformation space of you know look at me at what i could be don't look at me as who i am right now mm-hmm. look at me as what i could be and I, when i'm across the screen or across the table from a client that's what i'm looking for that's what i'm listening for i'm, I'm listening for yeah they have this scenario they have this thing that's going on it's real to them i'm, I'm not discounting i'm not poo-pooing on that mm-hmm. but i'm also listening for like wait oh there's a seed of opportunity there's something we can do about this. There's something that we can create from this. And that's the game. So answering your question, that first step, I would say accept what is and the deep work, the real work, right, of updating the software is going to come from self-forgiveness. You aren't happy with yourself. And this doesn't mean like, yeah, wow, I forgive myself. Whew, man, that was good. That was, I'm all done. I'm all done forgiven. Like it's a, it's a constant process. Mm-hmm. Are you committed to your own happiness? Because at the end of the day, you're the only one responsible for your own happiness. And mm-hmm. yes, it's playful. It's fun, but also recognize this is your life. Yeah. It's only your life and take responsibility for it. Yeah. It's work. <laughs> it's work. And the reward is great. <laughs> everyone it's great be willing i just have you ever heard this book called uh winning by tim grover no i need to write that down i you know i love to read so yeah winning. okay he authored this book a few years ago called relentless and then winning is this is the follow-up to it mm-hmm. it, it came out i think 2020 2021 mm-hmm. What it takes for elite achievers, you know, he he's in the basketball world. He used to train Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Like he's worked with you know some of the best NBA players and other athletes that you can mm-hmm. think of. But this applies in business. This applies in uh, academics. This applies in medicine. Doesn't matter what field or what you do, what industry. Yeah. What it takes for winning is recognizing like it's going to just be this dog fight. You're going to spend more time in the muck in the mud of building this thing of creating and trying things out and experiments and messing up versus the actual podium moment like woohoo right uh-huh. you look at look at olympian right usain bolt he trains four years to run nine seconds that's crazy i guarantee you that in those four years he had some 10 second days, some 12 second days. Hey, he might've even had an eight second day. Like, man, I am king of the world, but more than likely 
a lot of 12s, a lot of 15s, a lot of, man, I don't want to do this one rep again. I don't want to run again. I don't want to do that again. But he recognizes and accepts what is. If I want to have this, I'm going to have to sacrifice. There's yeah. no, that's the exchange. I want immortality as a medalist. I have to die every day to get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the work. It's the, it's also seeing the possibility. Like if you have that, like you said, in that embodying that endless possibilities, it's almost like it, your internal compass and motivation to, to keep going, you know, yeah. and, and like literally like, I, I don't even know. It's, it's this like energy. Okay. This spiritually speaking, like <laughs> this energy that just like kind of pushes you forward, you know, that keeps you going. It's not like, it's like, it's different from what I'm thinking about, like hustling. It's different from hustling. It's, yeah. it's like this, I don't know. I'm having a hard time describing it. I don't know why. Cause I, like, I, can, I can give you an idea. Okay. Go so, Alex. <laughs> I've been in a, I, I used to be a hustle culture grind guy. 5 a.m. mayhem, 5 a.m. workout, bro. Yes, yes. Bro. you go for it. Bro. <laughs> and what I recognize for myself is like, all that was me, ego-based. It was yeah. a place I'm trying to get to. Mm -hmm. I gotta get this, I gotta get it, I gotta get it, I gotta get it. Mm -hmm. And what the, the shift was, well, where am I coming from? Mm -hmm. That's a lot easier. That's a lot easier for me to get pulled to something versus like yes. trying to push, push this mountain of of stuff. Like I'm a strong-willed guy. I'm an intense person, but I'm not that strong. Life is always going to throw something at me. Yeah. In 2015, picture here, my mom passed 2015, three days after my son was born. I was fired from a job I lost uh, that I loved three months later. 2015 was one of those years that just it nearly broke me. I'm like, I was just, I couldn't function. I could not, I wasn't able to grieve because I got a newborn and my mm -hmm. daughter's four at the time. Like there's no space. There's no time to, to be sad. Like life goes on, like, come on, let's go. And I'm doing my thing as an entrepreneur at that time. I realized, all right, I got fired. Let me try to build up a financial service practice. I was doing all right. But at the same time, my my internal compass was in on it wasn't on point. Things started to go sour. But from there, this is where I'm talking about opportunities and possibilities through the muck. Going through that year led me into the world of coaching. I found coaching in 2016 through a job I I, I essentially I in my mind I tucked my tail. I surrendered. And went back to the workforce. But that was the best thing that ever happened to me because. I wouldn't have found coaching. Mm. So whatever you're going through right now, and this is, here we go, cliche. If you're going through the hard time, <laughs> right, right? <laughs> I, I promise you, there's a lesson. There is something that you're, if you're suffering right now, if you're in a place of, man, I'm just, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't, I don't even know if I can make it today. I invite you to this possibility of just keep going. Mm -hmm. Something's, you can use this for something. Mm -hmm. But you're only going to find that if you just slow down within yourself, accept what is in reality and forgive yourself for whatever it is, I, I, you know, playing the game. I forgive myself for thinking that I won't lose her. I forgive myself for thinking that 
nobody appreciates me. I forgive myself for thinking that whatever, whatever disempowering thought that is you yeah. have or belief, it's easier said than done about letting go and releasing. But I invite you to this possibility. If you get to create, I'm a child of God. I get to create whatever I want. Yeah. That's what we have. We have dominion over birds in the air, <laughs> animals of the sea in the ground. We we run this. So run yourself, run your life. Yeah. I love how you, you know, you're going back to like the self-forgiveness. It's like, it's like, take away the shame of who you yeah. were before, right? Like there's no use in that. That's like, that's like a one- like if you're giving like shaming yourself, it's like a ticket to the suffering island. Like you said, like, oh like, like, do you want to? Put... They have great resorts too. They have a world class service. Yeah. Hey, man, Jocelyn, I heard you were this. You want a little bit of this shame juice? Yeah, yeah. I keep keep drinking oh, it. Hey, here's a blanket of resentment. You want? You look a little yeah. chilly. Yeah, thank you. That that sounds nice. Oh, here's a chair of condemnation. You want to just like kick, <laughs> kick your feet up and. And all of a sudden now you're just in this, like, you're like weakened at Bernie's person. like uh. Yeah. You're like, you're like paralyzed, right? Like, yeah. You're like, you're not paralyzed, but like, you're just like frozen, right? Like you just feel like stuck, stuck, right? Yeah. It's like that stuck, stuck sense and stuck place. It's yeah. Like yeah, stuck, with, sucks. stuck sucks. <laughs> stuck sucks. Hey, I love alliterations. Everyone stuck sucks. Suffering <laughs> sucks and stuck sucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good one that's a good one y'all it's monday morning alex and i are both wearing black because it's been a day <laughs> so, we're gonna go with that <laughs> oh, sucks, so sucks. Sucks, oh. sucks so it's like why you know it, it goes back to like our responsibility and it's you know it's not like what we're talking about it's not about hustle culture it's about like getting into that that it's almost, I'm going to say it, spiritual sense of flow. Like yeah. you were, you know, we are, we are our souls here put on this earth to create. Like this earth was created. We were created to create. Like, and like, how cool is that? Like, that is so cool that we have the opportunity to do that. And I mm -hmm. love how, like, you know, you're talking about that. Like, just that, that phrase, endless possibilities. Like, Sit with yeah. that, you know, and yeah, there's going to be that. Yeah, but bag. That's always going to be there that like you said earlier, Alex, that that's the ego side of us. Thank you, ego. Right. There's a <laughs> there's there's a place for our ego, like, you know, but it doesn't have to be all of us and, you know, all of who we are and yeah. things like that. So I want to know more about just how you ended up in coaching, like yeah, I would love to know more about that. And like, what is it that like, that drives you in just continuing to do the work? Because you've been doing this for a while, like yeah. veteran here. Um, so and I'm a newbie, everyone. So I'm just learning. But I this is my endless possibilities. Like, this is, yeah, I would love to hear your story about coaching. Before I share my story, I'm gonna invite you to this possibility, Jocelyn. That <laughs> okay. You're, you're, way beyond like a newbie right there's no new coach smell on you you've been a leader in the education space for a number of years as far mm -hmm. as i know you you know your your mother a wife mm -hmm. and there wasn't a word for coaching for thousands of years mm -hmm. but we had called this 
thing, leadership. And that's what it is for me, leadership and influence. Can I influence? Can I transfer my energy to this person? Not to make them do something, not to, not that there's anything wrong with them, mm-hmm. but I see something that they can't see. And that's what we, that's what people get the most from coaching. That's what I got the most from coaching. And like I mentioned in 2016, that's where I first discovered coaching because my role in this job was selling merchant accounts to digital marketers, professional speakers, uh, coaches, you know, people health and wellness space. So my job all day was looking at websites and re responding to income and uh, applications for these accounts. And then obviously cold call and prospecting. And I got to go to conferences and events for the first time. And it just blew my mind. Like, wow, this is a whole new world I've never even seen before. Mm. And I want in on this because this, this seems like a place for me. And it, and it took a lot of trial and error of doing the other side of it of a lot of it was focused on getting attention building up lists i was told to build the funnel and they would come uh-huh. well guess what jocelyn i built the funnel <laughs> yes. ain't nobody came <laughs> yeah. no one was coming no funnel <laughs> <And> didn't work <laughs> You know, 2018, 2019 is where I found, like, I'm like Christopher Columbus. I discovered these coaches. I discovered this different side of it. Um, This book, The Prosperous Coach by Steve Chandler Uh and Lipton. And it just, it was dramatic. It was a 180 shift of stop worrying about you. Stop worrying about how you look, how you come across. How can you make a difference? How can you serve somebody? Oh, I know how to do that. I know how to help people. That's very easy. That's a lot easier. That's a lot more relaxing. That's a lot more effective for me. And it's just been this journey of continuing to grow, investing in myself, working with the best coaches, best communities I can be a part of. And 2020 was a huge radical shift for me where I was part of a cohort of Rich Lippin and his wife, Monique DeBose. She's an awesome coach as well. Uh, this project, this group called the Kaleo Project, and it was my first time being around other coaches of color. It was me and 29 other black leaders. This is kind of in response to the George Floyd murder and you know just different things that was happening in social justice. And that was during the summer of 2020. And it was just this magical experience. I'm still connected with a lot of those individuals to this day. And shortly after that, that's where I found the BIPOC Clutch coach collective or maybe i should say it found me somewhere around august september so that year just recognizing like you know i want to find more people like me because i'm tired of looking on facebook of these posters of big event 10 12 speakers and like all right there's like the check box there's the token we've we mm-hmm. got the one. Oh, maybe they got a woman yes all right two <laughs> score we got it right it's like nah, i'm not with that and there's not to say like, oh, I hate white coaches. Like I have plenty of Caucasian people who are in my life that are awesome, that are powerful. I love them. But I also recognize that this thing called coaching, it works. And not in a, like a, a magic trick way. I'm talking about it transforms people. Mm-hmm. And when I got connected with the collective, I started to see it right away. I'm like, oh, these people they they know what they're doing they there are some leaders here 
imagine if there's a gang, I hate to say a gang, a team of us <laughs> in different boardrooms and C-suites and what that does for a culture and what that does for a team for organization. That's what I see. That's the big picture vision that I saw right away. And that's why I continue to come back and continue. And that's why I love doing the work with the collective, with the other members. And that's all a gift that I got from coaching. That's all from just being in the space of recognizing transformation is, is the best, is one of the best gifts we can give to somebody that, like I said, help somebody see something about themselves that they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I found I, I found that and I continue to find out for myself. I mean, it's uncomfortable. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not this fairy tale like, wow, you're, you said you're gonna do this and you didn't do this. You know what, it's okay. It's like, sometimes you need that face, face mask moment like on a football field, like, hey man, what the F is going on? <laughs> You, know, you need somebody to shake you up and wake you up because mm-hmm. like from my life i drifted for so long mm-hmm. i just i was just here just existing just you know, whatever mm-hmm. life and then someone just whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what, what? Uh, i'm awake now I, I see okay all right i got I, I i take responsibility i own my life i create nobody's coming to save me no one's helping me mm-hmm. all right game on. I can yeah. play that game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that your story about how you, you like entered into, I don't want to say fell into coaching, but coaching came to you. Like yeah. it was like divine timing. Like I, that's one of my phrases, like divine timing of life. Like I love that because I, I resonate with the same thing, like of how that happened for myself. It's like you experience it yourself and you're like, everyone, I want everyone to experience this too. Like it is transformation. And one thing that you said earlier that stuck out to me is like, there was nothing wrong with you. Like, I love saying that. It's like, there's nothing wrong with you, but I'm here to show and guide you and help you see the possibilities. What is possible? Because sometimes we, we can't see it ourselves and we just need someone to see it for us and, and just shine a light, right? Shine a light into our light. Like, yeah for us to see it because I, I, that's yeah. Yeah. It's like, we're cause like, <laughs> exactly. I've been walking in the dark and then it's like, I like, I got, I like, I had, I started off with therapy, which was great for, you know, trauma and things like that, that, you know, personally, yeah. but when I entered, when I felt heard about coaching, I received coaching. It was like, Oh, <laughs> like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Like and you said the key uh, word receive it. It's an experience. Oh, yes. Receive it's it. It's hard to take something that's a concept because on the outside, if you really look at what coaching is, if someone were to say, Hey, what do you do for a living? I talk to people and their lives get better. <laughs> yes. That's kind of the nuts and bolts of it. I, I talk to people, I ask them questions, they tell me things, and then we figure out stuff. Okay. That, that doesn't sound like that's like what the hell do you do you talk to people like that doesn't make any sense but if i started telling stories if i give you a client story like hey this person was able to do this because i drew out of them their own brilliance i, I helped them see something that they couldn't see before and they took inspired action that's the key 
part of this equation, mm. not only just the the space of expression of the safety, the, the the comfort of knowing that this coach and this client have this relationship and they're working things out, they're testing things out, but now it's the application part of it. It's not just a feel good, motivational, Jocelyn, you can do it, go get him, girl. You yeah. go, girl, you got yeah. this. It's a, all right, you said you're gonna do this, what happened? Yeah. Now there's data, now there's something we can measure. Well, I made this many sales calls or I tried this and I that didn't work. Perfect, now we know what didn't work. Let's figure out what can, right? It's just this constant re reinvention of it. Yeah. That's why I think people misconstrue. They think that it's this, whatever they think it is, it's, it's, I look at it as a playground. It's just testing things out. That's why my kids, they're my greatest teachers and coaches because they have an idea and they just go, they just do it. Mm -hmm. Right. There's no, there's very little resistance between what they want and then what they were willing to do. Mm -hmm. And as adults, we get that kind of beaten out of us <laughs> through yeah. life. Like, yeah. You know what? You should, Jocelyn, you're a little bit too loud. Maybe you should just, you know, tone it down. You, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm a loud person. I, maybe I shouldn't be saying that. Maybe I should. Yeah. And it's like, you just descend and shrink and hide. And hide to the suffering island. <laughs> yeah. That, man, I got my backpack, I got my bag? butt bag for suffering island. <laughs> Can't wait to camp out here. Oh my God. Oh, there's a lot of people out here. We're all together. I'm not alone. All right. Well, let's suffer together. Let's suffer together. Yeah. No, that's just, yeah. So like, that's so interesting how you describe, how you describe coaching because I've, I've gotten that too. It's like, so people pay you to talk to you. I was like, well, it's more than that. Yeah. <laughs> it's more than that. Like it, it, it's true what you said, you experience it. When you experience it, you experience your own internal transformation like you experience like I can't ex I can't describe what your transformation is going to look like yeah. but I can I can walk with you and show you what the possibilities are like I'm coming back to your phrase you know endless possibilities y'all that's just you know you should just make a t-shirt <laughs> like <laughs> hashtag endless possibilities <laughs> so I mean that's that's what uh yeah that's the beauty of coaching and um it like gets you to this place that you, you know, sometimes we, th we end up for me, I think like I can do it myself, but I'm quickly realizing like, y'all we're social beings. Like it's okay to ask for help. Like you, you know, I can't, I can't do this podcast by myself. I mean, I could, but I don't want to <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like you, like there's just, there's just so much abundance in having someone in your corner. Like, yeah. How did you look? So your 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 coaching is called abundance daily coaching. How yes. did you come to that phrase? The the great answer in it is just recognizing that there's so much available for all of us. There's more than enough. Mm. There's every day. I I don't have to be a crab in a bucket and like oh. Because Jocelyn has this client, now I'm like, I hate her. She has a good business and she got a client and I want a client and you know, I can't get like, well, what does that do? That just repels that. That tells abundance, oh, I was coming your way. Yeah. No thanks. Cause you don't, you're 
energy is not what I want. Mm-hmm. So I started recognizing, like, oh, yeah, I can be open for this. I can learn from all these different scenarios. And I can come from a place of serving people deeply. Man, it's available everywhere, every moment. Like, wow, this a cool breeze hits my face. Like, Man, that's that's awesome that this breeze hit me. And then that might be getting out to like the real cellular level of things, but it's just slowing down, I think, mm-hmm. for me. Just slow my mind down of not trying to race to get to this future, not trying to get to someday island to suffer in this place of, all right, this is what's now. This is what's available to me. This is what I've done in the past. I have my skill set. And you said something really powerful. And this is something that I've learned a lot through the collective of asking for help. Mm-hmm. Help. I mean, good Lord. Trying yeah. to do all this ourselves. I love when people are like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a self-made person. I'll throw out to them. All right. Do you like peanut butter jelly sandwiches? Yeah, I love peanut butter jelly sandwiches. All right, how many people does it take to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich? Well, just me, you know, because I got the bread. I'm like, sidebar, hold on, sir. Did you make the knife? Did you mine the minerals and the ore to make the metal to forge it? Did you um, did you slice the bread yourself? Did you did you cook it? Did you do that? Did you get the peanuts, mash them? put the oils in like did you do all that did you package it and ship it to yourself from your factory did you build with your own hands and right we go down this path and like so we're trying to say is a lot of people help me make this peanut butter sandwich right <laughs> yeah yeah there's a whole team of people that you'll never see you'll never know mm-hmm. right the clothes we're wearing i didn't make this i just told the person hey make my name and symbol and that's as that's as much input as i had into it and just paid money but i didn't thread this myself i'm not in my house hidden. <laughs> yeah. like that's not my skill that's not what i do mm-hmm. so it, it takes a village it takes all of us together and when we can start seeing that then you can start to recognize like wow, i don't have to i don't have to cut this coach's throat to get this client like there's clients everywhere there's eight billion people on this earth let's just say three billion of my kids there's five well, I don't know where to get clients. Well, have you talked to 5 billion people? I've talked to everybody I can think of. All right, well, then go to Mars and find clients. Because <laughs> Earth is obviously not, it's just, we're, they're all occupied. They're all done. Yeah. Right? You got to break it down to the ridiculous and start to see like, oh, yeah, there is a lot. There is more than I think. Like, duh. Duh. Yeah, it's so easy. Isn't it so easy to just end up in that scarcity mode? Like, oh, there's not enough. Then it's like, well, is are you are you sure? <laughs> you know, it's in there. There is enough for everyone. There is enough for everyone. It's more it's than enough. More, more than enough. More than enough. I want to talk about your podcast. I because I'm so curious about because I really I really enjoy. So if if you haven't subscribed to Alex's podcast, like for especially as a coach, but anyone, it's like three minute wisdom nuggets every day and i i like that because it's like short to the point and also something for you to like walk away reflect and be inspired by so how did you come to creating your podcast yeah the so i i really started getting interested in podcasts in 2018 and me and my wife sarah we had a we collaborated for a podcast the business and marriage podcast and we did that 
from May or June, something like that, of 2018 through somewhere around 2020. And we just both decided, like, you know, it's a lot of work. We don't really want to do it. We just, you know, we just fell out of it. But I still had this bug, right? This thing, like, I want to just get this podcast. I want to, like, amplify my voice. And part of that came through the time with the Kaleo project is, and that's part of what it means about amplifying your voice and speaking up and speaking out. Mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, all right, what can I do or what, what would serve me? And then I just came with the idea, like, you know, how about I just, I can do something for three minutes every day. And I, I love making music. So I soundtracked it to a beat I made and it just started becoming fun for me. And now it's a, it's a part of me. It's just what I do. And it helps me, look for these different nuggets and conversations and people I'm connected with and whatever, all these different lessons in my life. And I can just focus it for three minutes, get my insights, my reflections on it. And then I'm done. I'm complete for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wh- how do you, so it's just like things that you take in from conversations. That's, that's what creates your three minutes of wisdom. Yeah, it's conversations. It's just different experiences. Like one, one day I was driving and I just caught inspiration from this, this situation from driving where I'm, I got my blinker on, I'm about to make a right turn. And this person's trying to make a left on where I'm going and there's no one coming the other way. And they're just staying there, right? They're just staying there. And then they finally make the left once I get a little bit closer to make the right. And I'm like, what? Don't they trust me? I had the blinker on. Like, I'm telling them I'm making the right and they don't listen. And then I catch it for myself. Like, yeah, I don't do that either. I don't trust you either. I'm the same way. I do that plenty of times. Where am I out of integrity with that? Mm. And I made a podcast about it because I just it, it, I just caught it. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's so interesting how we don't trust each other and how we, like, I need to see the proof of you doing it before I can actually commit. And, you know, so that was just like an insight I caught from that. So it was all these little moments that they seem trivial. They seem like not important, but I I look for it. And, you know, that's part of the abundance lens I have on life of like, man, I'm going to, I want to look for the things I can use. Yeah. Well, I love that, that like, I'm glad you said that it's the abundance, you know, that life's, you know, that Oprah Winfrey, I love Oprah Winfrey. So, but she has this saying where like life is always speaking to you, but yeah. it's like it goes with like life is always giving you and speaking to you with this abundance, um, energy, like the abundance of life lessons, abundance of what life is trying to teach you or tell you or give you, you yeah. know, and opportunities and possibilities. So I really, I really love that. So thank you so much for sharing those three minutes of wisdom every day, because I'm like, oh, it like, it, it also like points to like being present in your life, like being present, because in order to notice those moments is to be present, you know, and not being stuck in your mind of far, far off future or, you know, the past or whatever. But so I love, I love that. Um, We are wrapping up our time together. Thank you so much, Alex, for just this really amazing conversation about abundance and just your wisdom and sharing about the work that you do. How can, um, are there anything, anything last words that you want to share with our audience? 
No, no, no last words. I just want to thank you for listening. And the best thank you, if anybody wants to share, is what you do with this. Mm. At this time with me and Jocelyn, this conversation was useful. Let us know how it's impacted your life, what you've been able to take away from it, because that's that will always be the biggest sign of gratitude for me is what somebody can do after an experience. Mm-hmm. True to coaching form, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the deal. It's yes, <laughs> that was good. Yes, it's all we're bored momentum, everyone, right? We ain't, you know, this podcast isn't about conversations just to have a conversation. It really is about bringing to light these these topics and talking about it and what does it mean for you, right? What does it mean for you? How can you take what we talk about and make it meaningful and um, how to transform your own life? So um, how can people connect with you, Alex? And is there anything that you can offer our audience through your work? Yeah, um, uh, you already mentioned the website, therealalexdumas.com. And on socials, whether it's LinkedIn or, or Facebook, you can find me at the real Alex Dumas. That's the handle for it. And as far as freebies go or anything I can offer, I tap into the to the podcast, Love Serve Care. That's daily every day. And if there's any questions you have for me, just reach out. Yeah. Not hard to find. Yes, yes. And if you are a BIPOC coach, Coach Queller. Come join us at the BIPOC Coach Collective. Shout out to the BIPOC Coach Collective. And then I also, uh, I will put in the links uh, ways to connect with Alex. He also has a free ebook titled What It Takes to Win. So I'll put that in the links, show notes too, as well. And thank you so much, Alex, for your time, your energy, your stories, your metaphors. Um, And I appreciate you and I'm glad we're in each other's spaces. So. Likewise. Thank you, Justin. And I almost forgot. Yeah. So you asked me a question about my favorite jam. Yes. What's your favorite jam? So before I get on a coaching call or usually any kind of conversation with somebody, I play this song called Dearest Alfred by Karungbin. Oh. They're a, a trio out of Houston, Texas. This song, it just helps me get into a vibe, get into a groove. It's it's They're one of my favorite bands. I've been listening to them. I found them in 2020 during the pandemic and pretty much every day I listen to a, one of their songs, but at least definitely that song before any conversation. It just helps me reset and I'm ready to go. Oh, nice. Can you Nearest send me? Alfred. Yeah. Can you send me the title so I can I link you. it in the show notes? Yeah. So this is, as I was talking with Alex before we pressed the car, I was like, hey, I think I'm going to start something where like, What's every guest's favorite jam that they like to jam to before they like you like your hype music, right? So, yeah. like for me right now, it's Tiesto, the DJ. <laughs> so, oh, nice. yeah. So that's that's my you know electric dance music. That's that's my jam right now to hype myself up. But awesome. all right, y'all. Thanks for jamming with us. Thank you, Alex, for jamming with me. And have a great day, y'all. All right. Bye. Awesome. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed listening in to our conversation with Alex and I about abundance, about scarcity, about coaching, about the yeah, butt bag. There's a lot that we touched upon. And as always, here are my takeaways from the episode. There's a lot, but I got it down to my top eight. One, the phrase endless possibilities helps you be, feel, and embody the energy of abundance. 
Two, asking the question, what if, opens the door to endless possibilities, which leads to the energy of abundance. Three, accept what is, the reality of life, see the gift and the seed of opportunity in the situation, and then take action. Four, commit to your own happiness. Five, we all have that yeah, but bag, but we each have a responsibility to choose to not keep ourselves stuck because stuck sucks. Six, it's okay to ask for help. Coaching is a way to ask for help in seeing the possibilities and abundance within you. For example, Alex is a coach that helps you see the possibilities within yourself that you might not see. Coaching creates that transformation within you. Seven, abundance is an energy and a flow that pulls you forward toward creating whatever it is you want in this lifetime. It's the opposite of force and hustle culture. Remember, endless possibilities. And eight, Life is always speaking to us. When we're being present in the moment, life is giving us moments of abundance, such as life lessons, gratitude, and possibilities. And here are six coaching questions that I invite you into reflecting upon today's conversation. One, what is possible for you? Ask yourself, what if blank? Two, how can you accept what is in the moment and then offer yourself self-forgiveness? What would be possible if you engaged in this continual process? Three, how can you release the load of your yeah, but bag so that you can enter and embody the energy of endless possibilities and abundance? Four, what does it look like for you to commit to your own happiness? Five, what part of this conversation today will you take from this into your own life? And six, if you haven't experienced coaching before, what would be possible for you to experience your own possibilities and transformation with a coach? As always, thanks for listening in. And if you haven't already, subscribe to stay tuned. And if you have time, I'd be so grateful if you would leave a rating or review so that other people can know about this podcast. Thank you so much in advance. And I can't wait to jam with you next time. Bye, y'all.